0: Hey there. Before we get on with the show, I just wanted to give you a quick update on a new program I am rolling out as of September 15th. I am taking on a limited number of one-on-one clients where I'm going to help them move through their own experience of burnout. Now, as you know, burnout often feels like exhaustion, uh, low chronic grade stress, and a feeling of lack of control and perhaps a lack of Vision or awareness of how to get out of that feeling. It is really hard to operate on yourself. So, having an objective opinion, somebody who has walked the talk and gotten to the other side can be super helpful. Again, this is an introductory beta program. So, I'm offering it at an irresistible price and only for a limited number of clients. So, if this is like something that you would like to jump in on, then please just follow the link in the show notes and it will take you to my website for all the details. So, I hope to work with you I think this will be lots of fun well hello friends it's burnout to best self I think this is episode 12 12 or 13 I actually don't keep count Uh, but I'm here again in my closet in Texas with uh, my water and my notes and today I'm talking about something that I have been noodling on for the last 24 hours well much longer than that actually but in the last 24 hours it's really become clear to me that uh, there's two different kinds of burnout. And I think that you can almost, and this is a huge sweeping generalization, so I'll caveat that by saying it, but I find that when you look at burnout from a male or masculine feminine perspective, men and women, men tend to burn themselves out because they're driving themselves too hard to reach a goal. very often it's monetary you know it's maybe it's ego driven uh and i don't say that in a bad way but um there's something they need to prove about themselves to themselves to the people around them uh and it's about acquiring some level of achievement with women it's a bit different i believe and this is based on my own uh, observations no one else's and i'm not quoting any research here but I, Well, I do know that women are uh, more inclined to be burned out uh, when they are people pleasers, and that is um, research-based. Uh, but I would go so far as to say that um, we struggle with burnout because it comes from a profound sense of not feeling as though we are enough uh, and constantly pushing and pushing to accommodate that. And it's a very dangerous, slippery slope because... If you're constantly living in the in the the sense of not being enough, you can drive yourself into the ground. You can aspire and achieve all that you can possibly achieve, but that sense of not enoughness won't go away because it's actually not based in material reality. It's based on a mindset and an assumption and a story you're telling yourself. So you can be and I you know I, I want to say that I heard Lady Gaga talking about this once. And when you think about Lady Gaga, she is somebody who's reached like an unprecedented amount of success. And I recall her talking about, you know, not feeling enough and getting to a point where she had to start listening to herself because it was starting to affect her art and her creativity. And you know, that's true of all of us. So you see, she's proof point positive that you can can achieve great things and still feel like you're not enough. And you can drive, like I said, drive yourself into the ground and never ever achieve that. So today... As you're listening to this, assuming that you've come to this, this podcast because you are feeling burned out and because you want to get out of that feeling. And you know, I don't like to ever wallow in the burned outness. I like to focus on the best selfness. Uh, but think about that and think about how true that is for yourself. Are you feeling that you are not enough in some or all areas of your life and therefore you're driving yourself super hard and, uh, Bring yourself to this point of burnout where you, again, lack control. And I think it was my first or second episode that I talked about the role of feeling like you have choice and control uh, and burnout. So the more, and the idea there is the more choice you have in your life, the more you can say yes or no to something, then um, you have greater levers to adjust that sense of burnout, whereas if you feel like you have no control in your life and you're backed up against a corner, you have a sense of helplessness, which will bring you to that, that sense of burnout, but what's behind all of that, when you look at it, when you look at, well, why am I driving myself, why am I in this position where I have no choice, uh, and do I have no choice, or is it because I'm pushing myself in a direction because I don't see any alternatives because I'm not enough? And if I had a different perspective on my sense of enoughness, of my sense of worth, would all of the same variables be true in terms of why I feel burnt out, in terms of why I feel like I don't have choice and control? I mean, if if you're in a job that you hate and it is sucking the freaking life out of you, are you in that job because... If you don't, you'd be out on the street living under a bridge in a bus? Or are you in that job because there's a, there's a, and I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna make this sound derogatory, but there's a label attached to it. There's a sense of accomplishment and there's a, there's an identity attached to it that you're trying to uphold. Or there's a lifestyle that you're trying to uphold as a result of this job. Because if I look at my own life, I mean, I've had shitty jobs coming out of college when I was dead broke, and yeah, I had to I had to work those jobs because I needed to eat, <laughs> and it was you know the a matter of do I have enough money to buy groceries today or not that sort of thing. But now, much later in my life, and I think this is true of a lot of us, if we really wanted to take a choice to leave a job that was sucking the freaking light out of us. We could. We would have to make a whole bunch of other choices that would then perhaps bring us down in terms of our sense of identity that we're trying to uphold or bring us down in terms of the lifestyle that we're trying to live, but we could do it. We wouldn't starve to death and we wouldn't be living under a bridge. Um, And I say all of that just as a level set, that take a moment to think about what is behind the choices you're making to drive yourself to burnout. If you unpack it and just keep asking yourself, but why, but why? So answer a question like, why am I feeling burnt out? Because I'm working too hard, but why? Because this job is really stressful, but why? Because, you know, and just keep getting there and keep asking yourself those but why questions and you'll chip away very often we know deep down, sometimes we don't want to admit it to ourselves. Sometimes that's because of ego or fear, or, um, again, just this sense of not want, God forbid we not feel enough or God forbid we let someone else down or, you know, not please the people around us. Uh, I know that's not true for all of us. And some of you might be shaking your head saying, "Uh, uh-uh, that's not me. That's not why I'm burnt out. And that's great. But I do think that it, least 50% of you, if not a much larger portion (laughs) are pushing yourself to your point of burnout and the brink of exhaustion and getting to that point where you feel like you're just completely helpless. And I just, I want to reassure you that choice is power and control is power. And if you're able to step back and look at what's underneath all of that that driving, that constant grind that has brought you to the brink of burnout. If you look underneath it and you're really honest with yourself, there may be something there that has to do with enoughness. And today I really want to unpack, uh, well, I feel like I've just unpacked the theory behind enoughness, but what do you do? What do you do if you're like, okay, I surrender, hands up. Uncle, I don't feel enough and that's why I've pushed myself to this point. What do you do then? well, that's what we'll talk about. So how do you combat that sense of unworthiness or not enoughness um, in any area of your life? For some of us, it's just constant. It's a theme in all areas of our life. And some of us, it feels stronger and louder in some areas other than, more so than others. For me, it comes up a lot and I'm triggered a lot when it comes to work. And if I f up <laughs> something at work. I can beat myself up for days and it's not just beating myself up about that one thing. It will then spiral and I will beat myself up about everything and it starts to get to a point where all of my energy and focus is going to are going towards how I'm not measuring up and I just continue to spiral and get worse. Because the more you're driving yourself in a negative direction, the more scripts you're gonna make because you're not even focused on your work now. You're focused on how you perceive your work. You're focused on how others perceive your work and all of a sudden it's no longer about the work. And that's when the quality of work starts to really dissipate. So this can be a dangerous spiral and that whole pattern doesn't have to be about work. It can be about any area of your life. It can be about your relationships, your, um, your self-identity, your health, your, your um, body image, all of these things. So you know, your financial situation, all of these things matter. And if we continue to pound on ourselves, we'll continue to drive ourselves into the ground. Like think of it as, you know, pounding a stake in the ground. And the more you pound, the further it goes in and the harder it's ever going to be to pull it out. So let's stop pounding, take a deep breath and think about how we can actually pull that stake out of the ground. And the first thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you that has helped with me tremendously is to take a look around you. And you know, very often we hear, "Don't compare yourself to others. Comparison is a thief of joy." But I want you to actually pause and compare yourself to the real people in your life. So comparison is a thief of joy when you're on Instagram and everybody is posing their perfect, you know, they're positioning their perfect life, they're standing in a perfect pose within the perfect light and uh, you know, every uh, you know positive feature is enhanced on their feed, it's their highlight reel. And when you compare yourself to somebody else's highlight reel, you're always going to feel like shit. However, if you think about the people in your real life, and I don't mean this in a derogatory or mean way, but if you look at real life people, you'll find that you're not that different from them. You'll find that in some ways you excel against them. Like if you compare yourself to your best friend or your sister or, you know, the colleague at work that, you know, is doing better than you do at something. That might be true. We're not all going to be rock stars at every single thing that we do, but Cut yourself some slack and give yourself some grace. You're probably way better at some things than that other person is. So take a moment and compare yourself to the people in your immediate life and realize that, you know what, we're all doing the best that we can with the with what we've been given. And truth be told, and this is step number two, take a deep breath and realize that nobody really knows what they're doing. Nobody really knows what they are doing. We are all doing the best that we can. And we're all fighting battles that nobody else even knows. Nobody else can see on the surface. Like those, when I'm pounding myself at work because I'm not doing what I perceive to be a good enough job, nobody has any idea that those battles are happening internally. So if they make some sort of, you know, off-color remark or even just a neutral remark that can be taken in a negative way I will take it in a negative way because I'm in a downward spiral so I'm going to feed that downward spiral by taking any reaction that anybody takes and use it against myself and that has nothing to do with anybody else other than me and how I'm treating myself in the moment so if you can just pause give yourself grace You know, step one was look around and compare and realize that nobody else is really doing, you know, fabulously in all areas of their life. Nobody else's life is perfect. Nobody else's family is perfect. Nobody else's family situation is perfect or their financial situation or their health situation. Nobody's life is perfect. You do not get through this life unscathed. So comparison in terms of, okay, I'm really not that much behind the people around me and, and I am excelling in some areas when I compare myself, if I want to take that, that imaginary measuring stick. Yeah. You know, I have, I, I, there are people that are worse off than me and that's always a very humbling place to put yourself. And then taking a deep breath and realizing that none of us have this figured out. We are all making it up as we go along. All of us. So that sense of enoughness, I mean, who knows what, what the benchmark is there? Like who really has the measuring stick? And I'll get back to that in a second. But step three is deciding what is enough for you at all areas of your life. What is enough for you in terms of the time that you give yourself, other people, your job? What is enough? Like what is your benchmark? And what is enough in terms of your health? Do you want a six pack abs, a six pack abs? Do you want six pack abs? Or do you just want to be able to fit in your clothes and look decent and feel decent and have energy and vitality to chase after your kids and have fun and enjoy yourself? How much is enough money? Do you need to have $10 million to retire or do you just really need enough for an FU fund? And I think you can imagine what FU stands for. But an FU fund is having enough money in savings that if you are really with your back up against the wall in a job that you hate, if you're in a bad situation, you can say FU to it and walk away because you have a foundational piece of money. And I will do a podcast on that because I have so much to say around finances and how empowering it is to have finances, but, uh, or enough finances that you can say no to a bad situation. Uh, but I'll leave that one parked for now, but really just think about what is enough from your perspective, because at the end of the day, and this is idea number four around measuring enoughness, only you, and here's like a novel thing. I want you to really like open your earbuds now and listen to only you get to decide how much is enough in terms of all areas of your life and all the things that you do because there is only 24 hours a day and there is only you know what 50 to 100 years in a lifetime and there's you can't be excellent at everything so you really need to think about what's most important to you and what's going to make you happy and very often as people pleasers and people who suffer from inadequacies and worthiness, unworthiness and and not enoughness, you know we're so busy trying to live up to other people's expectations that they may or may not even be impressing on us. Sometimes people do, but most people don't. They don't. They're not even paying attention to what we're doing. But we meet, create these stories and elaborate identities around. Trying to make everybody else's life happy because when we please others, then we know we are enough. So we give other people benchmarks for us, and and we tell them, we empower them to say, "You tell me when I've given you enough. You tell me when I've donated enough time or energy to your cause or to your agenda. You know, you tell me when I've been a good enough friend or spouse or mother or, or daughter." That's crazy town because, honest to God. Here's the, here's the reality. Nobody else is thinking, I have an idea in my head of when this person here will be enough to me. Do you think that way? I don't, but nobody does. But in some, in some twisted way in our mind, we project that on other people that, oh, they don't think I'm doing enough. My boss doesn't think I'm doing enough. My best friend doesn't think that I'm doing enough. Whereas really sometimes they might be irritated or aggravated by things that we do or don't do, but nobody's running around with some sort of artificial measuring stick in their hands saying, you're not being enough today. You're just generally not being enough. So I hope that that idea resonates with you on some level, that if you look at your fear, your fear of not being enough, your fear of being judged for your sense of worthiness. And if you flipped it around and said, well, do I do that to other people? You're going to probably say no. I mean, we all have negative thoughts about other people sometimes. And they're in one ear and the other, just like the rest of our thoughts. They may rotate and cycle and we may ruminate on them. But in reality, we know that those are just our thoughts. And sometimes we make decisions based on those thoughts, but for the most part, you know, we have some crabby thoughts about other people, and then three days later, all is forgotten, and on we go with life, and that's true for all of us, but yet, when it comes to how we project other people's thoughts onto ourselves, we take them much more seriously, and we just don't let go of them, and we create stories out of them, and those stories become identities, crippling identities and then we can't, that will drive behavior and action that is detrimental. So I hope that I've, I've been able to connect that sense of, that thought of enoughness to the result that you're feeling which is burnout and how interrelated and interconnected they are, especially for women. And if there's any men listening, uh, who would like to counter that that uh, that idea of that obsessiveness around not feeling enough? I would love to hear from you as well and i and again, I caveat that idea by saying it's it's general it's generalized it's a sweeping generalization, and it's not true that all women suffer from not enoughness and it's not true that all men suffer from driving themselves too hard for. I guess at the end of the day, the same thing. Like, I mean, whether you're coming from a place of, I don't feel like I'm enough, or you're coming from a place of, I need to push harder and harder, really underneath both of those layers is is issues with worthiness. Um, It may just materialize in different ways. So it's something to think about. And it's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. And while I haven't figured out everything in my life, I have figured out that much and with all of this, it's a constant evolution. Really, this is about um, raising consciousness and awareness, self-awareness in yourself. So as you walk away being aware of this, now when you start to engage in those behaviors of not enoughness, of choosing to do things for other people because you need to prove something to them and not because you genuinely want to do it, you can think about this conversation. It's a seed that's planted in your subconscious and it may at some time help you to stop yourself and pause and say, you know what? Why am I doing this? If if I really feel like I'm enough the way I am, then I don't have to choose to do things I don't wanna do anymore. And if I'm at that sense of empowered, that empowered state of, oh man, I have choice, I don't have to do this because I have, I have nothing to prove to anyone else, I can do what's right for me in every moment, then you're gonna find that those artificial walls that you've put up for yourself, where you're feeling that sense of helplessness and lack of control and lack of choice is actually, I mean, there's probably some real circumstances in there and usually those are driven by money But for a big part of it, you can make different choices. You can choose to live in a less expensive area. You can choose to drive a less expensive car. You can choose not to go out to expansive restaurants with your friends on the weekend because you want to pay down credit card debt. So those are are the choices around monetary um, decisions. But the thing is, you can choose to walk away from a job that's not serving you, not only not serving you, but hurting you. Because in the long run, your health is more important than the paycheck that it's providing. And life is too damn short, too damn short to do something you hate and feel miserable about for your entire life. Think about your 80-year-old self who is walking with a cane, maybe sitting in a wheelchair. I don't know what your 80-year-old self is doing. I hope mine is like hiking Kilimanjaro, (laughs) honestly. But think about that woman or man who has lived their whole life and they're looking back at it now thinking, shit, I should have done what I wanted to do. And not in a selfish way, but in a truly spiritual, heart-driven way, which is not to say don't listen to you know, your head or don't listen to reason or make responsible choices. But God. You know, you got to listen to what your heart and your body is telling you. Uh, And there's a lot more to unplug there as well in terms of just listening to your body and letting your body be uh, a tool to help you make better choices. Because a lot of us live in our heads. Uh, I think, you know, if you follow me and you've been listening for a while or reading my my website, my blog for a while, you know that... um, I am very much a heady person and by that I mean I make decisions in my head. I don't really make them from my heart and I I wish I could make them more from my heart. But what has helped me um, make more intuitive uh, decisions lately is by really incorporating body responses. You know, I've talked about this in the podcast before. If you're making difficult decisions around whether or not to leave a job or a relationship or something like that, something that's making you feel, it's triggering you around the, the sense of enoughness, really think about, you know, pausing and listening to your body. What is your body telling you? Does your body feel contracted when you make that decision or does it feel expansive? Does it feel like stressed or does it feel relaxed or relieved? There's so much information. Our bodies are so intelligent. And very often they're more intelligent than listening to our heads, because our heads very ego-driven. So we're taking in all of those stories and identities around enoughness. And we're using all of that information to make decisions that are not always in our best interest. So, you know, self-awareness goes a long way um, in, in this this the struggle and journey around enoughness and being willing to listen to your intuition and building that muscle because it really is a muscle. So I'm going to pause there and uh, I would love your feedback. A few of you have started emailing me which I really appreciate saying you know that my podcasts have helped you along your journey and that is so helpful. Uh, I, and some of you have left five star reviews on my podcast. I haven't gotten any bad reviews, which is nice. Um, but I know that's that's a very uh I, I don't even know how to do an iTunes review. So if you do know how to make an iTunes review and you'd like to review, even if it's not a great one, uh, I would love your honest feedback. Um, but you know, I love your emails as well or drop me a comment on my website. Tell me how you're suffering burnout, because I do a lot of research and a lot of self-reflection and I'm always thinking about the tools that I've developed throughout my education and my background in, you know, both health and fitness and, and athletics, but also in um, my background in psychology. Uh, so, and just like a, a series of, of life lessons that I've learned along the way. So all of that is what I bring to this podcast and to my writing. And I really just want to share tools. I have so much that I can share um, but I need to know what you're suffering with and, and and how you're moving through burnout. So if this idea around enoughness is resonating with you, let me know. You can reach out to me on um, my Instagram page. Uh, and I will say um, that with Instagram, I have a bit of a, a love-hate relationship. I learn a lot from Instagram, everything from decor and gardening, which are areas that I'm not really strong at. Uh, to just life lessons and inspiration and fun stuff Uh, but obviously that's a dangerous slippery slope because it can also take me down that comparison itis track that I'm not comfortable with and uh, you know you hear a lot about how to grow your following on Instagram and a lot of it just doesn't uh, resonate with me I want to connect with people that share the same interests with me bottom line and uh, if that means growth on a platform great And if it doesn't mean growth on a platform, that's great too, because at the end of the day, I'd rather connect to my community through email and through this podcast and on my website because there's no algorithm interruptions there. Uh, So I would ask that uh, you connect with me either via email or on my website, or if Instagram's your jam, try there too. And it's um, my name, Karen, C-A-R-E-N, McGill, M-A-G-I-L-L. But if if you search for burnout to best self, I should pop up. I have a few accounts with that, I'm trying to consolidate them. This is way too much information for you guys right now. Okay, just a little behind the scenes um, for my life. And if uh, you are not interested in the personal side of um, my, my life, then that's cool too, you can drop off now. Uh, but for those of you who are just wanting an update on the move to Texas and how it's going, then stay tuned. So um, we have been here now sh- a week, just over a week. We landed here last Sunday, so uh, seven nights ago. We still do not have any furniture, so still sleeping on a mattress on the ground. And um, we've um, now got more than two cheap loungers to our names, uh, but that's it. And it's fine. I think our, our furniture should probably arrive this week, which is great. And uh, I can't say that I've explored too much of Texas. We've gone out for dinner a couple of times. Um, but I'm back at work and trying to get um, my, just my website, doing some things with that. So I'm trying to balance work and the fact that we've just moved into this this house and uh, the fact that we have a pool in the backyard and beautiful weather right now. So I want to, I really want to um, pay attention to balancing work and chaos with relaxation and enjoyment, appreciating the fact that You know, I I do have a lot of work to do and it's very easy to get overwhelmed, but also that this is my life now and I want to continue to find joy in every day because that's a practice for me. I can get, um, as I mentioned, I can get very heady and very sort of driven and focused. So I can forget to add joy and it's unfortunate that that's something that I need to be intentional about, but I am and I'm being very successful with it. So every day I reach out to a friend, I'm in the pool, I'm having a laugh with my husband, but I take care to do that. I'm also um, being diligent with my self-care practices as we go through this really sort of overwhelming period. So trying to make sure I get those 10,000 steps in every day, trying to get my eight hours sleep in every day. Drinking tons of water because it's like triple digit heat here, Uh, and um, you know, trying to keep the veggies flowing into my into my diet, even though you know we have limited kitchen utensils and things. So it calls for a little bit of creativity, but that's also kind of fun too. Um, It's it's been uh, a new challenge to try to live with less, and sometimes that's a good thing. There's so much more, again, I can say about money and, and acquisition of things and um, living with less, but uh, I'll pause that and leave that for another uh, podcast on another day. So anywho, I hope that all of you are doing well. I hope that all of you are, I'm recording this on Labor Day uh, in 2019. So I hope all of you are enjoying um, a beautiful Labor Day and you have some time off to spend with people that you love. And that's exactly what I'm going to do now. I'm going to go out to the pool and just enjoy a few laughs with my favorite person. So uh, happy weekend, guys. I will be back next week with more. Talk to you then. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of From Burnout to Best Self. I really appreciate you being here. And I would super appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That really helps me get the podcast out to more people and to help me get better people on the, or not better people, but fascinating people on the podcast. So do me a huge, head over to iTunes, give me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. And also... I would love to connect with you on Instagram. I like to see the people who actually listen to this podcast. I want to see my community uh, face to face. So go over there, follow me on Instagram at burnout to best self and let me know you're a listener. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to do a screenshot of the episode that you uh, are listening to and share it on your stories and tag me, then I will be happy to share back. So um, thanks for connecting guys. I love you and uh, I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Take care.